All You Need to Know, the BQ Prime podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the daily morning update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is 28th of July. Happy Friday to you. The top news comes from overseas. U.S. economic growth unexpectedly picked up steam in the second quarter thanks to resilience among consumers and businesses in the face of high interest rates. GDP rose at a 2.4% annualized rate after a 2% rise in the previous three months, according to the Commerce Department's initial estimate. Consumer spending increased at a 1.6% pace, more than forecast, after surging at the start of the year. This, of course, comes after, just after, in fact, the Fed raised interest rates by 25 basis points to a 22-year high. And while we know that monetary policy works with a lag, this may indicate that the Fed has more room in its fight against inflation. Meanwhile, European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde has said that officials have an open mind on what to do next after raising interest rates by another 25 basis points yesterday. The move was in line with expectations. Officials have flagged that their unprecedented hiking campaign is nearing its end as inflation cools down while still exceeding the 2% target. Lagarde has said that if the ECB does pause in the next meeting, that would not necessarily be for an extended period of time. Moving to news back home, consumer financier Bajaj Finance is troubled apparently by the amount of personal loan growth. Bajaj Finance reported its quarterly results yesterday and its standalone net profit rose over 25% on year to just under 2,960 crore rupees in the first quarter of the current financial year. Meanwhile, its consolidated net profit also increased by 32% to 3,437 crore rupees and assets under management rose 32% year on year to 2.7 lakh crore. In a call with analysts after the results, Rajiv Jain, who is the managing director at the company, said that Bajaj Finance was a little troubled about the amount of leverage in the system and that the amount of personal loan growth was troubling. He said the company had seen some level of risk and cut the business. He added that Bajaj Finance has observed an increase in leverage in the segment and has tightened its credit quality metrics. Now, in the FMCG space, ITC's chairman and managing director Sanjeev Puri has tried to allay investors' concerns about the proposed restructuring of the company, which would pave the way for the hotel business to operate as a separate entity. At a conference call with analysts, he said that it would be a win-win for both entities as well as existing shareholders. He said that the demerger will improve financial ratios for ITC, while the new entity would start with a strong balance sheet with no debt and net assets worth just 6,000 crore rupees. If you're wondering why the clarification is being made, ITC's stock crashed after it was announced that it would be demerging its hotel business, but still holding on to 40% stake in that entity. The remaining 60% stake will be held by existing shareholders of the company proportionate to their stake in ITC. In international news, China seems to be doubling down on its bid to bolster the real estate sector. The country's 
top housing officials stepped up pressure on financial regulators as well as lenders to strengthen efforts to revive the ailing property sector. Minister of Housing and Urban Rural Development, Ni Hong, has called for home buyers who have paid off previous mortgages to be considered as first-time buyers. That's according to a report by the Xinhua News Agency. Up to now, buyers who have a mortgage history but don't currently own a property are subject to higher down payment rules. If you're wondering about the implications of that, well, a boost to China's housing sector would not only bolster its economy, but would also create more demand for key materials, chief among them, metals. And you already saw the metal pack here in India, all of the stocks rise on the day that China announced a major program to bolster the housing sector in the country. In international markets, US stocks declined overnight, with all three benchmark indices losing over half a percent. The Nikkei 225 in Japan is lower by 1.5% at this juncture, and the yen has climbed against major peers after a report that the Bank of Japan plans to tweak its yield curve strategy to allow long-term interest rates to rise above its 0.5% cap to a certain degree. That's based on a report by the Nikkei. Hypothetically, a higher long-term rate could incentivize saving, thereby reducing consumption and cooling prices. Now, the other two early rises in the Asia-Pacific region are also trading in the red. And with that, it's over to Neeraj for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Neeraj. What's in store at the end of the week? Good morning, Alex. And, uh, well, the end of the week is going to be punctuated by slightly sedate cues on the global front, uh, which may have a bearing on our markets for sure. Plus the fact that the start of the new series, so maybe quite as she goes, uh, is is the picture. Remember, Nifty corrected a bit in trade yesterday as well, even though it recovered from the day's low. And the bank Nifty has been wobbling. Even the rollovers the last month were, or the last series were not the strongest. So it's not that the street is very constructive on the banking stocks. So that's to be kept in mind as well. But uh, Thursday's weakness could be attributable to overbought conditions and the monthly settlement. And I think people will watch out for the 20 EMA level of 19,500 as the key support. So that's to be kept in mind. Pharma, by and large, remains the key sector being bought into. In fact, in the series gone by, Pharma has been the best performing sector. So bear that in mind. Large sell number, uh, by the FIs, 3979 crores. And even if you argue that there were some one-off idiosyncratic factors impacting these flows, you have to admit that in the last 10 days, we've had three days now of FIs putting in or pulling out some money out of our markets. So the one-way run that we en- enjoyed for the last three months is no longer the case, and as it should be. Uh, from a results perspective, not too many large uh Index names, uh, except for maybe you could argue in terms of the largest names, SBI cards comes out with numbers. But otherwise, a clutch of important names, there is United Breweries, there is Bank of India, Chalet Hotels, Supreme Industries, there is Madhusan Sumi Wiring, and M&M Financial and Excite as well, all of which will be watched out for. Stocks that we need to watch out for today, BEL, very good set of numbers, revenues up 12%, um, slightly above or in line with estimates. On the EBITDA front, they make a big, big beat 
margins coming in at 19% versus expectations of 15 and a half so that stock will be in focus today morgan stanley has a tactical buy call there in the towers the numbers were robust but largely in line or maybe in some cases even lower than estimated then profit was up 182% but lower than the bloomberg estimate uh so that tells you a story revenues were flatish uh, about 2.5% uh, slightly higher than what was estimated but a good quarter lot of long positions rolled off into the new series so let's see what happens to indus today uh, there is not no short squeezes the limited point i'm trying to make here lupin is the big one they've announced the resolution of usfd awarding letters for goa and pithampur plants with this i reckon all of its plants are now out of the usfda issues in fact the company was issued the warning letter on november 6 2017 so it's taken a long time for them but they're out of it and this should help the stock ipca and unichem well the cc has approved ipca's proposal for one third of unichem shareholding so watch out for that watch out for ajanta pharma the numbers seem better than estimated on almost all counts so that could do well Indian hotels may be a marginal miss, but still a strong quarter, thirty-one percent uptick in PAT. Uh, but you have to admit that relative to what the hotel companies have done in the last four quarters, this quarter might be considered a bit underwhelming, if you will. And then um, you know brokerage. I mean, there are a clutch, clutch of others. So, for example, Sham Metallics. The numbers were higher than estimated, uh, and much in contrast to Godari Power, which is also in a similar line of business. So, watch out for Sham. Watch out for Sona Comstar. The numbers were very good, but lower than estimated, so that's to be kept in mind. And ACC in particular, which I believe could be a very strong stock to monitor today. Uh, disclosure, of course, it's a part of the Adani Group, which owns Quintilon Business Media, which is the platform on which you are listening to this podcast. But uh, ACC, lower opex, better costs, uh, higher volumes, all of this leading to very strong numbers. could the market extrapolate what's happened to acc to ambuja and could those two stocks be in focus today well i think time will tell with this it's back to you thanks neeraj and as always thank you all for listening in this is alex matthew signing off have a great friday and an even better weekend ahead